This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Hello, and welcome to the Amy Edwards Show. I am your host, Amy Edwards, and we have a killer episode today. Amanda Hainline is in. She's an intuitive and a psychic and an author. She does energy work and yet very down to earth. So I'm very, very excited to share this conversation. I thought it was fantastic. I loved every, it's one of those that just flowed. So I'm very excited to share that today. Uh, I've got a few things to share too. I've got some updates. I've got an anger update, a self-trust update, and I've got a practice that we're going to talk about. And everybody just brace yourself for the practice that I'm going to talk about. Uh, if you know me in real life, you're going to be like, what are you doing? So, uh, so yeah, great. Can't wait to share it. Um, I want to say a big old thank you to everybody that's listening. That's helping this show grow. One of the things I checked in with our metrics guy today, Michael, thank you, Michael. And one of the best things that grows a show is word of mouth. So if you like this, if you think of anybody during this, please share it with them because that's where we really find the good stuff is from people we know and love and trust. And so if you share it with a friend, it means the world to me. And you know what? You are trusting your intuition and a guide and who knows what is going to help that person that you're doing. And I think that's just such a really badass, cool thing. And the networks and these things that branch out all over the world, all over the systems, all over the universe. So thank you for that. If you can leave a rating and review too, that it helps us grow so much and it means so much to me. Just know that I am so, so, so grateful. So also, if you want to reach out to me, of course, you can find me, amy at amyedwards.com. Um, okay. I am excited to get to today's episode. Is there anything else? Well, this show is, of course, about overcoming fear, becoming our best selves in the most efficient way possible. So let's go do exactly that. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are you ready to uplevel your happiness? Or do you feel like something's preventing you from your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals or all that you could be? BetterHelp is here to help. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com. They are about professional licensed therapy done securely online. You can sign up quickly. They have the entire world of therapy that you can possibly imagine. It's all there. If you've got something specific that you can't find in your town, you can bet it's on BetterHelp. Go check it out. They will assess your needs. They'll match you with a professional licensed therapist and you can start communicating almost right away within two days. And then you can sign up for video calls or phone calls. And it's very, very easy to schedule as well. You communicate on their platform. So it is secure. You don't do Zoom or anything like that. Communicate on their platform with your therapist. And it is even cheaper than traditional therapy and easier because you don't have to like drive somewhere. So I highly recommend BetterHelp. I have been using it. Sure am. And I'm also a client. So <laughs> they want you to start living a happier life today. And is it helping me? Yes, it is. I am enjoying therapy. I'm still getting in the groove of it because I'm so action oriented that therapy is almost a different way of functioning for my brain. So it's been really, really good for me to dive into some 
patterns and old things that I still need to deal with, like stuff about my dad, right? So anyway, but I digress. <laughs> Let's talk about BetterHelp. You can visit the website and read just a whole host of testimonials. They have new ones popping up all the time at betterhelp.com slash reviews. And then you can join over the 1 million people or 1 million and one, because it's me too now, who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You can go to betterhelp.com slash AES for Amy Edwards show and get 10% off of your first month of therapy. So go check it out. I highly encourage you if you feel called at all, it's worth it. That's betterhelp.com slash A-E-S. Hello. Okay. How are you? Let's take a second. Let's just take a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to light me some stuff. Let's just take a breath. Let's just take a collective deep breath. <sighs> just arrive in this moment. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being present. Or maybe you're multitasking. I multitask on podcasts all the time. That's cool. But just, you know, give yourself some space to focus. Find your self here right now. I'm lighting some Palo Santo and I'm just going to tune in and tap in and trust. So Amanda Hainline's on today. She's written this book, Feel Better in Five Minutes. She's also started a magazine called Sara, which means essence. Isn't that cool? I didn't know that. Feel Better in Five Minutes. I was like, hell to the yeah, sign me up. Everyone I tell that this is the title of her book has been like, yes, please. Yes. Even Alyssa said it. She's our producer. And uh, we all want to feel better and we want it to be quick. And so this is my language. This is my love language. <laughs> Efficiency. Um, so I'm excited to tell you more about her and ha share that conversation today. It's excellent. So. Stick around. We're going to get to that. I'm going to cover a few things first up top. So um, first off, update. I had my solo cast last week. If you've been following along, I've been dealing with a lot of anger, which Amanda and I do discuss some of my anger because she even says it. It's not linear. Healing is not linear. There are flare ups. It's not like I'm like, OK, I processed my anger. Check. <laughs> It doesn't work that way. Instead, you have flare-ups. They come back up. I had a big one today. I tapped in, well, wait, before I get into that, that's the practice that I want to get into in just a few minutes about releasing that and what I did. It's wild. But first, after I recorded last week's solo cast, it brought up a lot for me that I wasn't really expecting. I didn't realize how emotional it is to even share and talk about how you really feel, but it is. And when you do that, whether it's journaling, whether it's with a friend, whether it's even just with yourself and really being real and processing stuff and letting it out, you can get really tired. And I got home after that solo cast and I was supposed to do a few other things and I couldn't even do them. And I laid down on the sofa and I was like, I need to just lay here. And then all of a sudden I realized that I was just hurt. I was just hurt by all this. It's like, I think I'm kind of depressed. And then I said, I might be a little hurt. <laughs> and then I started crying. And then I was like, I am hurt. And I realized as 
I was crying and feeling that hurt that by putting so much on myself with self-trust, by saying to myself, I knew all along, I was actually beating myself up for not taking action on my own self-trust. Does that make sense? I was saying to myself, you knew all along, why didn't you do this? I was replaying it in my mind and going, I have to lean into my own self-trust, right? There is a big lesson there. And yes, I do. But I still am not to blame. And I was blaming myself. So I want to encourage you, if you find yourself in a situation, it's okay to be hurt. And it's, it's just okay to not blame yourself. We work so hard so many times to not put blame on others. Or when we do, we're like, oh, that's wrong. I need to not blame. And then we blame ourselves. We don't hold ourselves to that same standard. And I was like, I need to not blame myself. And I really was. And I had to go, you know what? It's okay that you trusted him, that you trusted someone. It's okay that you trusted someone. It's okay. I trusted and I got hurt. And that's okay. And now I learn. Now it opens my intuition. I had to just sit in a space of acceptance that I don't have to be so hard on myself. I don't have to hold myself to task in such a harsh way as I was doing. And I don't know if that's just partly my nature. I tend to do that. I'm hard on myself. We all are though, right? Like, I mean, for the most part, many of us are. Maybe that resonates with you. And we just get really hard on ourselves. And I just had to back way off and give myself some space and some grace. As I say in this episode, space and grace. And, and just let it be okay that I'm hurt and that I trusted. And that's all right. So I thought that was really a nice realization. My heart kind of hurts while I'm talking about it because it's powerful. And, you know, we want to just be kind to everyone, including ourselves. So maybe this is a little nudge for you to be kinder to yourself in whatever way. Not so hard on yourself, not hold yourself so um, responsible. While, yes, I do believe in responsibility and accountability, of course. But we can relax a little bit within that and know that we are not responsible for everything. And if you're hurt, it's okay. You don't have to beat yourself up about it and you don't have to blame yourself. You can just be hurt for a little bit. It's all right. And then I got up off my ass. I went for a walk and I started to feel better. I took care of myself. I ate like shit that day. I didn't care. It was just okay. I let myself. And so what? And the next day I felt better, you know? I really did. And then today I had a new anger flare up (laughs) that totally surprised me. It came out of nowhere and I was just super fucking pissed again. 
at him, at the situation, at all of it. And so I talk about this in, in our conversation with Amanda today. I wrote a, wrote a letter. I got it all out. I guess all of it, but I was still just fuming. And then he called unexpectedly and I, I vented and let it out and it just came out and probably wasn't the time, but I didn't really give a shit. And I was glad I did. And it felt, felt cathartic and he handled it really well. And then I was able to soften toward the end of the conversation. So we hang up and I'm still like, I've got some anger. What am I going to do? So now I'm going to talk about a practice that I did. And I used a little bit of what's in Amanda's book, Feel Better in Five Minutes, and a little bit of some other stuff. So everybody brace yourself with what I'm about to say. So um, one of the things I have been doing, you know, throughout this, I talked about it last week in the solo cast, is a sexual practice too, where you either use, you know, dudes, I don't know what this means for you exactly, but for women, it's like a yoni egg or a glass wand, like Jade Bryce talked about. If you missed my episode with her, my God, listen to it. It's phenomenal. Anyway, Jade has a regular practice where she uses a glass wand and she speaks affirmations into it and, you know, checks when it's okay to insert it. And it's a pleasure practice. Well, for me, this hasn't so much been a pleasure practice as just getting in touch with my body. And it's been kind of a push. I haven't really necessarily wanted to, but I did it anyway because I figured there was value in it. And it was just one of my extreme self-care practices. And so today I was like, I guess I'll do that. I felt a little rushed because I was already dressed and I was like, I I got stuff to do. I still hadn't recorded stuff I needed to for the day, whatever. And so I, (laughs) I laid down on the bed and I, um, I used just like a regular vibrator and, um, I laid down and I, I spoke into it and I said, um, I choose to release this and anything attached to it. And that is one of the things Amanda says. Sometimes we don't know what other emotions are in there with it. It's messy. It's complicated. We can't sort it all out. So there's power. You know how I believe in power of words. I think that what we say has so much power. And so if we're able to just say and anything attached to it, well, then a lot has the freedom to come out. And so I just said, I release anything that I release this anger. I'm ready to release this anger and anything attached to it. And then I did the pleasure practice. I used that, right? And I just focused really hard in a like sex magic type of way, which if you're not familiar with that, that's really uh, focusing on something that you uh, desire or would like to achieve or a goal and focusing on it through the whole thing. Yes. Focusing on your body sensations, but also focusing on that and then harnessing the power of orgasm in that moment to manifest whatever it is you desire. So I applied that principle to the practice of letting go of anger and anything attached to it. And it was weird. It was emotional in a way that I didn't expect at all. 
and I did feel like there was a release. I felt like things moved through my body. I keep going to my left shoulder, but it's probably above my heart. And so I feel something there and I was able to release. So if you don't have a practice like this, I'm just going to encourage you. I'm just going to plant the seed. What, what, what do you have to lose? You know, and I know I'm sitting here talking about it. It's weird and wild, right? And so I took it a little further. Uh, Jade said this during our episode. She said that after you have your orgasm and um, you are wet. I don't know how else to phrase it nicely. So I'm just going to say it. She said she doesn't wipe it off. She takes a little bit, dabs it on her fingertips and puts it behind her, like in her pulse points, like for perfume. Okay. Not kidding. That's what Jade does. So that's what I did today. So, you know, if you know me in real life, I know that's... It's like, uh oh, am I touching you? You know, <laughs> I wash my hands. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's what I did. Jade said that her income had increased 25% since she started doing that. Okay. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I went ahead and did that. And so there we are. There's a release practice. And do I feel better? Yes. Do I feel like I released something? Yes. Do I think it is a practice that has value? Yes. Does it take very long? No, not really. Can men and women do it? And is there value? Yes. It's important to focus and focus on how your body feels this isn't about fantasizing about anything porn or sex related. It's about the feeling in your body and getting really in touch with that. So yeah, I know it's a wild practice. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you guys today. <laughs> so there you have that. Okay. Uh, if you decide to do that, if you see a difference in your life, and if you have thoughts on this or if it's something that you already do, I would love to hear from you. Please write to me, amy at amyedwards.com. Send it to me. Let me know. Um, and you know, I'm just, this is what I'm here for. I'm going to share things that are really like real, like what's really going on. That's what I'm here for. All right. So let's get to Amanda in today's conversation. So Amanda Hainline is uh, uh, just a beautiful light. And she wrote a book called five, Feel Better in Five Minutes. I'm holding it up right here. And it is an empowering guide to gain control over your emotions. And when I asked her about that title, she said it's really about releasing the emotions. That's the control part. So you're not so much controlling them, but you're understanding your energy and being able to release that. So cool. So cool. She's also started a magazine called Sara, which means essence magazine. And it's all about energy and healing and all these different modalities and tools that we can use. Her book is super thorough, but it is also easy to read if you go to the techniques 
and you can have five minute practices in there. So the book is available on Amazon and on Barnes and Noble. So I would encourage you to go there and check them out. You can also learn all about Amanda on her website, Amanda Hainline, H-A-I-N-L-I-N-E.com. And uh, you can find her also on Instagram at A-K Hainline, H-A-I-N-L-I-N-E. And on Facebook too. And then she has a Facebook group called Daily Energy with Amanda Hainline. And then she's also got a membership coming up called a Feel Better Membership. And that's coming up on her website. So you can sign up for updates with that. She's also got a thing where you can enter to win a free healing session with her, which I would love. I I think I'm going to do one with her. And I'm going to get back to you guys on how that is because I just, I just feel called. I think that, um, I just, I just got a, I just got good energy from her and her story is fascinating. She had a spontaneous Kundalini awakening, which she's going to tell us about. And she talks about in her book too, and on her website and 16 years ago, and it opened her up to all these channels and conduits and angels and spirit guides. And they all have shown her how to help heal people's energy and how to teach this, which is badass, right? So she's a Texas girl too. She grew up in West Texas. And it's, it's really cool. I, I, as we met and we started to have this conversation, I really didn't know how it was going to feel. And it felt so good talking with her. It felt really natural. And she's very grounded, which she talks a lot about being grounded. And you can tell she's very grounded. She's still very down to earth. And she said it's taken her a long time to get there, but she's got really simple practices scattered throughout this whole conversation that you can do right now, right away. Literally, you could probably feel better in one minute with a lot of these. Maybe that's her next book. Feel better in one minute. I'll take my royalties, Amanda. Um, so I would encourage you, if you're curious about her to go to her website, amandahandline.com and just, just read everything there. It's very simple. She has a really beautiful website. It's very uh, well laid out and easy to read. So, um, so anyway, I am excited that she's here today and we're going to have this conversation. And at the end, I asked her to do something for us to help us feel better in five minutes. And she does. And it is a beautiful meditation and it's very short. And I was seeing, um, I have this thing that happens to my vision when I go into a trance-like state and I see sort of a haze and that happened today. And it just, I felt almost a headache in my third eye and, and my crown chakra. So, uh, which I consider a good thing. <laughs> I think that means it's open. So, it's beautiful. I would encourage you, if you can't do it today, if you're driving or something like that, then save it and come back and do that sometime because it's really, really cool. You could probably do it with your eyes open too. I closed my eyes. She, she said, I think she said you can do it either way. So, but it's, it was a beautiful practice. So big thanks to her. Give her a follow at AK Hainline on Instagram. And I'm excited to share uh, our conversation today. Stick around to the end too. And I have a little wrap up. Right now, here's Amanda Hainline. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned grounding because I wanted to. I wanted to say that to you. We might as well get grounded right now. You know, because you have a whole book in your a whole chapter in your book, and and it surprised me because it was called "How to Effortlessly Command Your Life," 
But it's all about grounding. It's all about grounding. Yeah. yeah. And I like actually flip back to the title and flip back through it, flip back. And I was like, huh. And so I was working on making sense of that. So let's talk about that first off as we get grounded. Actually, let's just breathe this in for a minute. You want a little of this Palo good Santo? Stuff. I love I this stuff. It smells so good. so good. I love the smell of Palo Santo. Me too. And sandalwood, that's another favorite of mine. Me I just, too. My absolute favorite. I know. That's I could tell stuff. from your book that you really liked sandalwood. I don't think I'm as into it yet, but I am Palo Santo and I'm getting really used to it. And even here in the studio, they're like, we're used to that smell. It smells like your show. <laughs> I'm like, good. Um, it's a good association. Yeah, it is. So what's your intention today? You have an um, intention today? Do, do you wake up and set an intention every day? Some days I do. Um, lately it's been to have clarity and compassion. Clarity and compassion have been my two things that I've really been going into because Why? I've got mm. a lot of projects going on. And you do have a lot of projects. Yeah. Going on. And I just want to stay in a space of feeling calm and having clarity about the direction I'm going, making sure I'm going down the path is clearly and concisely as I can, because it's easy to get scattered when you have a lot going on. And to spend your energy in places where it's not aligning, you know, exactly. I, I know because I've done that a million times in like a year or so ago, I was like, I'm cutting, I'm cutting some things out because I felt like it was too much. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm really working on setting boundaries with, um, you know, okay, my client sessions are only an hour. Okay. My schedule, I do certain things Tuesdays and Thursdays, Monday, Wednesday, Friday is a little more flex time for me if for travel. And, you know, as much as flights get canceled these days and rescheduled, it's like, yeah. I've had, I think the last three or four trips have been like that where it's like, Oh, just kidding. Your flight got canceled. So you're getting in a day late. And then I'm like, I've got a podcast and I've got this and I've got that. And I'm like, okay, Mondays and Fridays are like, just, you know, just for my team. That's it. You know, when you're a psychic and a healer and an intuitive, you imagine somebody who's like, really like woo, flowy, you know what I mean? So does this come naturally to you? Or is it like a push to really like get more regimented with your boundaries? It's definitely a push. It's mm -hmm. definitely not my innateness to be structured and have boundaries and, it's it's been something that I've been learning over time. And a lot of times it comes from just hard lessons learned. It's like, you know, I'll I'll be pushed, keep going, keep going with that, keep going with that. And then I get so depleted that I'm like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Hard stop, I'm done. This is the boundary, you know? And Do it's you tricky. find it freeing to have boundaries? Yeah. Yes, I actually do find it freeing to have boundaries, which seems a little counterintuitive. It's but just that paradox that we have so many times in so many different things, right? It is. Yeah, it really is one of those paradoxical things where, you know, the more structure you have, it's kind of like your brain knows where to go. Your energy knows where to go. It's like, this is what I'm expecting at this time. You know, there's not, oh, well, someone could schedule something in the middle of that time for me. And then my brain goes all these different directions and my energy is kind of scattered. So having this structure really helps me because I tend to be dispersed naturally all the time. And so the structure really kind of gets me in a place where I can, I can function a lot better. Okay. I like, I love the way you phrase that, but it reminded me when you said I'm dispersed, it made me think about the messages that you get from your spirit guides and stuff. So let's, we can back up a little bit and tell your story, um, which you tell also in your book, mm -hmm. feel better five minutes and the best title ever. And, um, and so let's talk about that a little bit, because I was wondering, you know, when you say I get dispersed, you probably have to have those boundaries within your own mind and energy as well in order to say, okay, that's not what we're doing right now, everybody. 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm taking a guess, but yeah. Yes, it is. I mean, when I first had my my spiritual awakening, it was very much How like, long ago was that? That was 16 years ago. 16. How old are you? I'm 45. Okay. Yeah. So you were 29? Yeah, I was like 29, 30. Wow. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was it was a crazy time. Uh-huh. I was I was, you know, I had two small children. I was in a marriage that was really tough. And I just that felt you're like, out of now. Yeah, yes. I'm mm-hmm. out of it now. Thank goodness. And happily and, married. Yeah, happily married now. You know, I went through that whole uh, transition thing, and it was it was beautiful, and it's been amazing. You know, I've been uh, with my husband now. We just had a, uh, our anniversary eight years, so it's good. Oh, good. And yeah, I've known Matt for a long time. It's so funny. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. It's so funny. And he's like, I know her. <laughs> I know her. I'm like, no, come on, come on, come on. Let's just keep walking. You yeah. Know? He's so funny. Anyway, yeah. but yeah. So I had two little kids, and uh, in a tough spot, and I felt like I couldn't be creative. I couldn't really live my life other than being the identity of a mom. Which being a mom is great. But when you feel like there's more to your life than that and you can't pursue it, it's a little tricky. So, I, And your identity is kind of wrapped up in someone else when you're a mom. And then is. you're like, no, I'm a whole woman. And that's that's part of my MO with this show. Like we are whole people. We are. Like, we are whole people. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, you know, we get in the mindset of like something else has to complete us or someone else has to complete us. And we have this whole thought process of... Um, oh, you know, if I don't have this career, if I don't have this person in my life or I don't have this, I'm I'm not whole. It's not all of who I am. But really, we're, we are whole. And the more we know that we're whole within ourselves to begin with, it's easier to actually build healthy foundations for everything else, because otherwise you tend to be you go into these codependent spaces, you know, that are just not. I do good. know, Amanda. I do know all too well right now, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. And and that's. um. That's a really beautiful thing because I think that's what this is really about, isn't it? Just feeling whole in yourself. I know that, you know, you were talking in the intake questions just about having clean energy, mm-hmm. but that's part of that wholeness, it wouldn't is. you say? It is. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is part of the wholeness. And the more you keep your energy clean, the more you are cognizant of the fact that we, you know, we pick up stuff all over the place. You pick up stuff at the grocery store. You pick up stuff when you're on the conversation, you know, on the phone with someone or you have this um, interaction with somebody. It could be, you know, somebody just bumps into you somewhere or you cut somebody off or someone cuts you off in traffic. It's like you're picking up stuff all the time energetically. So it's really important to keep that cleared out and just even taking some clear deep breaths, breathing in fresh energy, breathing out the stagnant energy and stuff you've picked up is a really good, simple, simple exercise. I that like you that because so many yeah. times I think people think they need something special. Like I need to go to a cleanser and, you know, but y- you can actually cleanse your energy just by doing a very simple breathing practice. You can. You so can much do. value in that. Yeah, there really is. And, and, you know, every now and then it's good to go to somebody just to get a deep cleaning, kind of like, you know, you it. have, you have light cleanings all the time. Like, um, that you're doing yourself, but every now and then just to get a deep scrub down is a good yeah. idea. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's I mean, cause things can get stuck that we don't even know about. Totally. Yeah. Do you still experience that personally, like some stuck energy or do you feel like you've got it down to where your system's, you know, a pretty good machine? Yeah. I mean, I would say overall 
it's pretty good. Yeah. But there are definitely things I come across in my life that are a catalyst for more things coming up. You know, you have experiences that happen and you have you start to have self-doubt and you start to say, oh, I don't know if that's if I if I'm really in alignment with that or, oh, am I good enough to do that? Or I mean, all those things come up. So we're human, you yeah. know, and that's why we're here is to have all these experiences. So, yeah, I do still experience that. But I feel like I, I usually have a pretty conscious awareness of of why it's happening and what it's linked to, you know, whether it's linked to a trauma or self-worth or, you know, something that happened in third grade when I got laughed at in front of the class. You know, I mean, it could yeah. be anything, right? Yeah. So it it really just is, um, it's it's having an awareness of what it's linked to. And that's part of why I talk about the book. Well, it's, and it's like a muscle too, it is. I think, you know, just mm -hmm. what you just described is you um, flexing that muscle and building that habit of stepping into your awareness and you're able right. quicker to recover, right? Exactly. Well, and it's too, not having the judgment on yourself for the way you feel. And I think that's really yeah. big for people because, you know, when you're when you're going through something and you're like, oh, I should be having compassion for this person. But I'm really ticked. Like, I'm, I'm going through that right now. <laughs> yeah. No, literally. So it's like this moment today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're just you have all these feelings and it's OK to have yeah. those feelings, but they're not who you are. Right. It's just moving through you. You know, you're, you're you know, people say, oh, I'm just angry or I'm just I'm just I I'm anxious or I'm sick or or whatever it is. And it's like. Those are just things that are moving through you. It's an experience. I am this. That's like, right. Mm -hmm. I am this versus I am experiencing this. Two completely different things. Just a little bit of a change nuance wise, but it's really energetically. It's really huge. And in the subconscious, it's processed completely differently. It's like it's like now they've changed, you know, homeless people. It's not people experiencing homelessness right. rather than, you know. Right. And I think that's a great word shift. Right. You know, instead of. Oh, they're homeless. It's like, no, they're experiencing the state of homelessness at this moment, but they're not, you right. know? Right, exactly. Um, I, have you always been really conscious of the words that you use or was this part of your awakening? Uh, I would say that was part of my awakening as well. You know, as I started working with healers, because, you know, when I had this, this psychic blow up, you know, yeah. that happened all of a sudden, it's like, I'm normal, you know, normal. And now I'm not, I'm psychic and I have all these abilities. And it and just happened in the blink of an eye because pretty much you were, yeah. you went to a, tell, tell me the story. Just so right, you can say right. it better than me trying to recap it. Yeah, so. no worries. No worries. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, I just was depressed. I was, I was suffering from depression. I was really just angry all the time, anxious, had all these issues. And a friend recommended that I go to an energy healer. And I was like, well, what's that? You know, I wasn't raised around that. It was something that was not okay to do. You Where know? were you raised? Um, in uh, West Texas. Oh, well then, yeah, no. Yeah. Were you like, Protestant upbringing or I, something? Southern Baptist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're not into that. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And I had premonitions when I was a kid. And really? I would go to, you know, sometimes I would mention at a church, I had this one that was really traumatic for me because I would have premonitions, things would happen and they were never good things. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to have pizza next Tuesday. You know, it's like, oh, lots of people are going to die in an earthquake or a volcano or a plane crash or- Holy a, shit. Yeah. And, and I was little. And I'm like, this stuff's my fault. These people are dying. I didn't tell anyone, you know, I mean, now oh, as an adult, oh yeah. yeah. As an adult, I mean, it's like, well, of course, you know, that's just, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, me, me tapping into things for whatever reason. But yeah, there was, there was a point when I was 12, I had a, a premonition that uh, there was going to be an earthquake and well, I was home by myself when it happened two weeks later. And in I, West Texas, no, this was in, I actually had, had the dream 
that uh, it was the Loma Prieta earthquake in oh, 1989. Wow. Okay. And it's the dream started out with, you know, World Series music and then everything started shaking. And I'd never been to a stadium before. Never, you know, I've never been to these places. I had never been on the state of Texas until what? I was like 15 years old. And so I was seeing all these bridges collapsed and, you know, these buildings collapsing and people trapped and all this stuff. And, and two weeks later, I was home by myself. And the it it came on the the news. It was like there's an earthquake, and then it started showing all these things, and I just completely freaked out. Wow! And I said, I told God, I was like, "You need to take this, whatever it is. This is a curse, and all these people are dead because of me. It's my fault. I didn't tell anyone." And it was what really a burden. It to was put on yourself. Yeah, it was a it was a huge burden, and and my mom was supportive as she could be. She's like, I don't really understand what's going on, you know. But she's yeah. like, it's okay, you know. She's holding me because she came home from work, and she said I was just a complete basket case. I don't remember that part of it. Wow. But she's like, is she still around? She, she is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she is. Wow. And and so I just said, take it. I don't want this. Whatever it is, take it. I take it away. And, um, there were years that I, I didn't have, I didn't have dreams for a long time. And then I had another premonition when I was about 26, a set of dreams that was really interesting. And then told that I was supposed to help people. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm 26 years old. I'm pregnant with my second child. How are you expect me to help anybody? You know, <laughs> this is not going to happen. Yeah. And then when I was 30, I had this, this experience. I went to this energy healer and the first session I felt better. I felt way better. I was smiling, laughing. I'm like, oh, this could be, maybe this is the way. If a little is good, more is better. That's right. That's what <laughs> Let I me thought. Go back. I was like, let's go back. I'm the kind of person I'm like, I'm going to see this through. Right. You know? Me too. Yeah. So I went back and laid down on the table and she started muscle testing me because that was part of the modality. And then she said, well, all of your chakras want to open at once. And I'm like, what's a chakra? You know, I had no idea what I was wow. getting into. And so she, we weren't all talking about it 16 years ago no, either, though. It's we, not like it is now. Right. So exactly. That. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I had absolutely no idea. And so I was like, oh, chakras, whatever. You know, I just kind of rolled my eyes. <laughs> okay, fine. Cool. You know, and so she started tapping on my head and my heart. And, you know, I'm in this office laying there. And I start breathing really heavy. And it's it was a ceiling that looked pretty much just like the one in here. And I started <laughs> having flashbacks. I know, I'm like, ah. <laughs> uh, I started screaming. I mean, just screaming and felt like I was burning from the inside out. It was like terrible. So it didn't feel good. No, this was not a pleasant, okay. blissful thing. Um, because my energy wasn't aligned. I was not ready for the well. I say, you know, my soul was ready for this, but I personally was not ready for this. I had not prepared. This is something that when people go through this, most of the time, you know, if you're if you're living in India and you're seeing a sure. guru and you're doing all that stuff and you're preparing and you're like lining everything up and getting all ready. But it was So why do you think it happened? It was time. It, it was, was just time, it was just even time. though you weren't ready. Right. Well, I went through what I went through because I feel like, you know, part of it is writing this book. You yeah. Know, part of it is really understanding what it takes to get through an experience like that, understanding how traumas impact you. Because after that experience happened, I started having PTSD flashbacks that were extremely intense that I couldn't control. I would be of driving that experience. It was not. No, just of traumas that had happened to me when I was a child. Oh, uh, I had past life flashbacks of different things that had happened to me. I didn't understand what was going. It was like time didn't exist kind of in like my internal world. It's like time had been shattered. My reality had been completely shattered. 
everything that I've been taught growing up, you know, as far as religion and all that stuff was getting shattered. Like I was being shown things that were contrary to that, but it was all internal, but my external world, it's like the two weren't lining up anymore. And so reality just wasn't real. It, it was really a strange time. And on top well, of yeah, that, you probably thought you were going crazy. Oh, I did. Yeah. I thought, Oh, I pray every day. I'm like, please don't commit me somewhere. Please don't please don't make me go and, and get locked up somewhere. I was terrified of that because yeah. I, I, I can like, imagine how can it function, you know? And then I started hearing voices and seeing things. You're like, oh, great. I'm like, this is, <laughs> it's, it's on <laughs> fabulous. And we're in the middle of a major house remodel too. And I'm expected to like paint and like spackle and do all these things. And I'm like, Okay, could not be a worse time. Reality calls. Oh my gosh. Reality. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, reality. 3D reality calls. But I would just, you know, I'd have these attacks. I'd go in my closet, beat on the floor in the wall, scream, get the stuff out. Cause I'm like, it can't, there was nothing to hold it back anymore. There was nothing to hold yeah. it down energetically. It was like I tucked all this stuff in neat little boxes and everybody, you know, they, they opened the boxes up and, and here it was, you know, here yeah. it was, I had to face it and, and work Ooh. through it. So yeah. it was tricky, but that lasted really strongly about six months. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I kept going back to healers and I was like, this is going on. That's going on. What do I, what do I do? You know? And everybody had little tips. They're like, well, you need to let it go. And they taught me how to process things. And then I'd say, well, I'm experiencing this with this. I'm hearing this voice or I'm seeing, I, this is what I saw. And half the time they had absolutely no idea. And I didn't have a word for what happened to me. I still didn't know. It took me probably about seven years to even find it on the internet. No, like no healer was like, Oh, you had a spontaneous Kundalini awakening. And that's why you feel this way. And this is what you're going to go through. And nobody gave me a cheat sheet. Like it was just, I felt like I had been kind of given this terminal illness, almost like mental terminal illness. And I'm like, I have to figure out what's wrong with me and good luck finding information on the internet at that point about it, (laughs) you know, just did not exist. Mm -hmm. So it was piecing things together and, and fighting really for my life. And, um, it, it took, it took everything I had, but the more I process my emotions, the more I went through these exercises that these healers had taught me, the more stable I became. So it just took time to get to that point. And then about six months in, I'm doing laundry and, you know, right about the time you think I got this, everything's good. I got this going. I know uh-huh. what I'm doing, <laughs> you know, and pick up the laundry, take it in the living room. And I feel something behind me and I'm like, oh geez, there's something in here. I could feel it. I turn around, there's three giant angels in front of my island. And I'm like, what do you want? Like, were they like, uh, kind of see-through or were they like legit human people looking, standing there? They Were Were they real big? Yeah, they were big. They were like seven, eight feet tall, something like that, just standing in my kitchen. And I could see through them. They were kind of like glowy a little bit. And this is just like mind's eye stuff. I could sure. feel them, you know, but I could see them in my mind's eye. And I'm I'm going, what do you want? You know, what, what can I just do my laundry so today? you scared. No, I wasn't. I was irritated because <laughs> I like, I had gotten accustomed to these things showing up in my house and like, like presenting things in these grandiose ways. And I'm just like, what now, dude, like, leave me alone. And, and one of them stepped forward and pointed at me. I'm like, we're going to teach you how to heal people. And I was like, ah, me. Yeah, I am a hot mess. I no, no, I do not need anything else on my plate. Thank you very much. Like I, can I just do my laundry and sweep my floor and take care of my kids? They're like, "Mm, no, we're doing this. You're, you're doing this. I said, well, I'm going to have to go get training. I have to go get, you know, no one's certification. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I was very much into certifications and and that kind of thing. And they're like, no, we're going to teach you everything you need to know. Do not go 
to anyone else and, and get any training. And so I was like, you know, and I looked around. I'm like, well, pff, I want to listen to you. Yeah. You know, and I went and looked around and tried nothing. I couldn't find anything. And and uh so I was like, okay, fine, you guys teach me, you know, uh-huh. just like, you know, tongue So did cheek. they come back or they did, yeah. They came back, they started teaching me how to work with energy and how to uh move energy around, bring energy through, you know. And at that point, I think it was a few months later after they started teaching me, they did have me get a book that that kind of helped me understand a little bit better uh, how to move things through. But that's the only only thing they ever told me to get. And, and I wondered that reading this because I was like, I wonder how much research she did or what she did. Yeah. Or if it was all because you have a whole section on angels in here yeah. and their names mm-hmm. and, you know, what they help with, I suppose. And so the the. Did you read that somewhere? You didn't the or? as far as the angels. Yeah, the, sometimes I would get names or like pieces of na- names. Names yeah. are like not my strong suit. Like when you're psychic, I think people assume that you just kind of know everything. People, you know, I'll be talking. They're like, "Well, you already knew that." I'm like, "Well, no, mm-hmm. actually, I didn't. I wasn't tapped into that at the time." And it's not like I go around like peeking behind the curtains of everybody's souls. You know, that's just not. That's not how it goes. And so you're, you know, you get different pieces of information. You're only, you only get the information you're meant to get. Okay. And so that's kind of an interesting thing about it. And usually your own stuff is really tough to read because you're on a journey. Excuse me. It's okay. You're on a journey, right? And so whenever you're looking at your own life, you know, you may be led down a track that's actually you know, maybe the truth at the time or like meant to get you to make a certain decision so that you learn something to go a different direction. Nothing's linear ever. And no. so it's, that's the frustrating part, you know, cause you think, oh, I'll have these, you know, superpowers, you know, and you read these books and you see these shows and people are like, wow, they're amazing. And they know everything and their life must be so easy. I'm, mm, no, it's, it's just not, it's not like that, you know, it'd be cool. That'd be great. But at what point did you actually embrace this? It was when you said, okay, teach me. Is that the moment you like, were like, I guess this is what I have to do. Yeah, that was part of it, but it was, it was definitely a process. It's allergies are so bad right now. I just swallowed that drink like <laughs> down the wrong pipe. So sorry, Alyssa. Uh, yeah. Um, well, that was part of it, but it, but I did struggle with accepting it from the standpoint of how I was raised. Well, yeah, for sure too, because that's kind of why I asked if your mom was still around because mm-hmm. it can be a stretch for our parents who not only have expectations of us being a certain way and have created it that way in their mind, you know, but then also yeah. just getting out of those roles that we've been trained to play or given into playing. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. My mom was actually pretty supportive. I mean, she did. She's like, I don't understand what's going on, but, but she rolled with it. Yeah, yeah she did. Cool. And, that's cool. and both, I didn't really have anybody in my family that was against me or like turned on me and or your anything kids like were that. like, okay. Yeah. My kids, you know, my, my husband at the time actually was really as accommodating as he could be. I mean, to his credit, he really, he really was as helpful as he could. He's, I do not know what's going on with you, but okay. You want me to do what? Okay. I'm going to do that. You know, cause I would That's get all really these cool, guidance. Yeah. Actually. So it was actually yeah. really helpful at the time For uh, sure. that he was as supportive as he, he could be with that. So mm-hmm. that was really great. And my kids actually started having awakenings too at the same time. Really? My younger son, especially my older one did well, too. Children, I think, so yeah. yeah anybody open. that's connected to you is going to shift. I mean, that's just how it is. But my younger Wait, one, what? 
everybody that's connected Wait, so to you. So if you have a shift, everyone connected to you is going to have a shift. Yeah. Please expand. <laughs> I'm sorry. We have to have a sidebar real quick. On <laughs> no this. worries. Yeah. Uh, so whenever your energy shifts, you're connected to all the people around you. So sure. as you heal and as you grow and all of these things, people have kind of two choices. They either start to grow and expand with you or they don't. Sure. And yes. that's a lot of times yes. when that I, makes sense. I tell people, you know, you know, I, I've had a few clients that I'm like, if you come in here. Your life is going to change. And my guides will tell me their marriage is going to break up or they're going to have this happen or that happen. You know, wow. and sometimes I will tell them, I'm like, look, we can do this work and it is definitely your soul path to do this work. However, just know that your reality is going to change and you have to be prepared for that reality to change. So just know going into it that that's a that is a possibility. I'm not saying absolutely that's what's going to happen. You know, 100 percent. I can never say that because. As energy shifts, things change. I mean, it just does because there's all these dynamics at play always. But yeah, as you start to shift, like I've seen over and over again with clients that I had one woman that actually my my first uh, client that came to see me and uh, she was struggling with her mom relationship, you know, and and she was just with a lot of things. I mean, she was spreading herself super thin, all this stuff. And we did five minutes of energy work and she said, you know, she's like, wow, she was a super intense person. She's like, I feel like I felt like I was on Percocet for two weeks. She's like, I was just so chill. And she goes, I could say no. I've never been able to say no. And she goes, and my mom called me out of the blue and invited me to the beach house. And she goes, she's never done that before. And she goes, I think it's the work we did. And I'm like, yeah, I think so. You know, it was interesting. It was really, and I checked in with my guys. They're like, yep. Yep. She just needed a little bit of a shift, but it was a huge shift because she moved and she let go of that relationship in a way that she wasn't holding on like for dear life to it. It allowed her mom to kind of reciprocate a little bit rather than feeling like the relationship was being forced on her because energetically she was sensitive to that. So there was, she felt like there was space for her to be welcoming versus, you know, being pressured all the time. And so that, yeah, things like that happen. It's really fascinating. So you you were doing the work with her. Mm-hmm. You checked in with your spirit guides to ask about this, right? Mm-hmm. Then at what point? I'm I've been curious about spirit guides. This is where this question is coming from. Yeah. So I don't I don't I'm not even sure I can phrase it quite right. But I'm wondering like when does she feel like she's expanded to checking in with her spirit guides? You know, and like I saw. <laughs> I've been really into TikTok as we talked about in the pre of this. And I saw a TikTok and the woman was saying, you know, if you are not in touch with your spirit guides, which I don't think I am, or maybe I am, I don't know. And she was like, just sit with it and ask, you know, what is your name and go with the first name that comes to you and all that. And I tried and nothing came to me, but maybe I didn't try hard enough. Anyway, and then I happened to run across a meditation that just popped up somewhere and it was like, get in touch with your spirit guides. And I was like, well, I want to get in touch with my fucking spirit guides, <laughs> you know? And like, so I feel like so many times we have to go to somebody mm-hmm. like this woman did, mm-hmm. and you have to talk to your spirit guides in order for me to have energy work. But like, how can we get more in touch with our own spirit guides? Well, there's lots of different ways to do that. And one of the things that I tell people is everyone has their own intuition. Everybody has different aspects of intuition. Cause some yes. people say, well, I want to hear my guides or I want to see this. I'm so clairsentient. Be... Okay. I okay. know that much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
you have a different way of communicating with them than somebody else oh. that doesn't have that. So hmm. the that feeling and that knowing that you have, because it kind of works together, clear sentence, like clear knowing and and you have a feeling like yes. this gut thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm, I know mm-hmm. that this is what I'm supposed to do. And people are, how do you know that? You're like, I just know. Like, yeah, don't, don't question me. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, I mean, you, you have that about you. So that gut feeling is how you're communicating with your spirit guides right now. Now it feels like, um, also numbers like angel numbers. I don't know if you're familiar with angel numbers. I am. So, yeah. So angel numbers are another thing. One of the ways that they communicate with me through angel numbers, and it feels like you t- it's, they communicate with us all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just how much we pay attention. You know, it's, it's kind of like I tell, they're like, I can't hear my spirit guides or I can't. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of like this. If there's someone across the room from you turned around and, and you're yelling at them, Hey, and you're yelling name, you know, eventually I'm like, Oh crap, whatever. You know, you're just, you're just going to quit bothering them because obviously you're just looking like an idiot because they can't hear you or they don't know they're being talked to, you know? And so you're just mm-hmm. going to go, okay, whatever. You're not paying attention, obviously, you know? So it's kind of like that. It's like, the key- we're the one with our back. Turned. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. They're trying to get our attention. And so that's kind of what happens sometimes is we're shutting it out because we're expecting to get a specific kind of communication when really they're communicating with us in a different way. I've had okay, people- I really like that. I yeah. I really like what you're saying there. That's very interesting. Like yeah. everybody can just relax a little bit and see what's coming your way rather than forcing it into a certain bucket. Oh, I need to hear a name right now. You know, like or exactly. whatever I was trying to do, which is that girl on TikTok's way of right. doing it. Exactly. And honestly, when people are like, what's the name of so-and-so? I'm like, it puts me in a more mental state. Oh, so when you're look like you're saying I was trying too hard, actually, mm-hmm. it's like trying less is actually because when you're putting a forceful energy on something, it's kind of like trying to grab ether. Right. You're like, yeah, ah, give it to me, you know, rather than just sitting and letting it permeate into you. Exactly. Like- and just sitting there and watching, watching the haze develop in front of you and kind of like, oh, that's what it is. Allowing it to be rather than trying to do. You know, it just makes so good. all the difference in the world. So yeah. it's, it's a little tricky, but another thing I tell people is, you know, if you're, if you have a question in your mind, there's a couple of things you can do. If you're driving on the road and you see something on a billboard that like resonates with you and makes you like, it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's a, that's a wise ass yeah. comment my spirit guides are making right now to me. You know, yeah. I mean, even if you've seen the billboard 10 times and it hits you that way, you're like, oh yeah, thanks guys. It happened to me today. Uh, so I've been going through this anger, you know, this uh, dealing with my my significant other who's in rehab and all this. Mm. And so um, I had another spurt of anger, which I found very interesting and feel better in five minutes. You have a lot or maybe I had like VW bug syndrome where I saw all the things about anger in here. But it seems like you have a lot about anger in here. I Is do. that accurate? Yeah. I do. So I thought that that was really cool and interesting. And it really spoke to me right now. But anyway, so today I had a flare up of anger. And so I wrote a letter that I'm never going to send, but I got a lot out. And then I was like, fuck this. I'm sending it. Eh." And I was like, I'm going to send it. And, and I got in the shower and I was like, I I don't, I don't even care. You know, I'm going to send it. And then I was like, I should maybe just check in with like my higher power, my intuition and see if I should send it. And then I was like, and then I was like, I need to do something. I just felt like I was angry and I needed to do something. Right. And so I got in the shower and I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? And immediately it's like nothing. <laughs> I 
was yeah. like, oh, you know, but it came so clearly and so quick. It was like, just, just nothing. And I was like, okay, I'll do nothing. Fine. I'll do nothing. You know, I'll just sit with it. Just be, um, anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but anyway, uh, it was just about that moment of, of knowing and listening and allowing it and not forcing it. And so I gave into it. It's so good. I didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's a lot of times I'll get that. What am I supposed to be doing? You know, my God's nothing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. what? You know, or I'll be doing my angel deck. I have this uh, Doreen Virtue angel deck that yes. I do sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I have that. I do think. You, yeah. Do you have the I used masters? to. It's not. Yes, yeah. I know it. I so know it. I, I think it might have gotten lost in one of my eight moves that I've done in the past few years. <laughs> but, um, but the card that they would always give me when they're like shut up is drink more water. I'm like, what is this? Like, I keep drawing the same freaking card. I'm like, what about this? What about this? What about this? And they're like, drink more water. I'm like, yeah. really? Really? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do nothing, do nothing, you know? And then I go get water and drink a bunch and I'd still get the card and I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just stop, you know? But a lot of times that's the case is we need to do nothing. We need to just be, and it's tricky because we want to do something. We always want to take action. You know, we're very much, you know, action takers. We want to move the ball forward and that kind of stuff. But what I tell people is there's this thing I call the universe's cogs of the wheel, you know, and it's, you know, if you look at the way wheels line up cogwise, like on a clock or on anything, it's like this cog's not going to hit that cog until it's ready to, you know what I mean? And so sometimes we have to stop and pause so that all the other pieces of the mechanics that are going on can line up. And will be put on hold for whatever reason, you know, and that happens all the time. The more patience we can have, I'm speaking to myself right now as well, more patience we can have, <laughs> mm-hmm. the better off we are because we, we're not going to sit on the sidelines forever. We're going to get the inspiration to act, but listening to the quiet and listening to that time, just like you did in the shower yeah. when you're saying nothing. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, but you got that energy out. And that's what counts. Bravo. Bravo. And not only that, he called unexpectedly about 30 minutes later and I got to express it. And that Mm. completely surprised me. And my thoughts were more orderly and things like that. And I got to express it. He handled it really well. And I was like, huh, funny how that worked. That's pretty awesome. It was. You were able to get just the, the emotional charge out. Yeah. Without... Going into that really emotionally charged, but of yes, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. But you got to like pop the cork, you know, as I say yeah, in the as book, you say in the book, <laughs> yeah, that's right, like, uh-huh. pop the cork off, get let the steam out, yeah, and it's fine, you can still communicate the point, yeah. you know, but you're in a calmer space, you're in a more rational space, you're not throwing daggers at somebody, you're just like, hey, yeah, this is what I'm feeling, this is how it is, and that's totally valid. I mean, you, you know, you need to be able to express your emotions, and I found that interesting about pop the cork. So that is, um, kind of toward the back, but I actually marked that because I, I made a note when I was reading it. You were talking about popping the cork on anger, and you said, you know, I choose. You ask your energy system for access to your anger about the situation. I choose to access the anger I repressed in this situation. I wrote, am I ready? Because I was still thinking about my own anger. And I think sometimes it's like the cogs in the wheel. Sometimes you're not quite ready to let it go. Right. And that's okay. And that's okay. Giving yourself grace in that. Yes, absolutely. Because sometimes you're not. Sometimes it's not time to let it go. Sometimes- I felt like as I was reading that, I was like, I'm. St- 
there's something that feels good sometimes about holding on to it and you have to be ready to let it go. You have to be ready, but getting to the point where you can let it go is the key. So just staying yeah. aware that it, staying in the cognizance that it's there, staying yeah. in the awareness that you do still have that anger. It's like you, you know, you, you're marked the page on that mm-hmm. energy in your energy yeah. and you go, okay, that's still coming up for me, you know, and just and check in with yourself. Is it time to let it go yet? Is it time to let it go yet? Yeah. And, and you, which it is actually, I yeah. feel, I feel that now. Yeah. You know? And you'll get to a point where you go, you know what? I'm ready to move on. I'm ready yeah. to let this go. And then you can let it out. And the pop the cork uh, in the book, it, it, when I was writing that part, I was like, am I really supposed to put this in the book? It seems a little bit like, oh, scream, cry, beat a pillow, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. But so many people never give themselves permission to be angry. I don't, as a child, I didn't have permission to be angry. In my first marriage, I did not have permission to be angry. It was smile, move on you know, stuff it, stuff it, stuff it. And you get to a point where you're like, I just can't do that anymore. And, and, you know, as women too, you know, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, get along, be a good girl, da, da, da. You know, this societally, it's really, it's not okay for us to express anger a lot of times, or if we do express it, we're either, you know, we're a witch about it or, or, oh, you're so cute when you're mad. I'm like, nothing makes me more ticked off than for somebody to say that to me. I'm like, really? Right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, you, you want to fight now? No. But uh, what would you tell someone to do if they're holding, if if they've got maybe a lot of anger that's been around for a long time, let's say, or an intense emotion that's been around a long time and they would like to be at the point of letting, of being ready to let go of it, but they're just can't seem to get there. Like what could you do in that instance to just kind of get to get to get ready, like you to know? get it started. One yeah. of the things that you can do if if you know the poplar cork exercise isn't your jam uh-huh. is is writing. You know, writing I is agree. a big like you know you you were talking about you just did and and I have an exercise in the book to do that and it's just it's a it's something that moves it forward. You know, you vent. And then you put the shoe on the other foot. It's like, okay, is that person hurting? What have they been through? And then you may go back to the vent step. You may do that a few times back and Mm -hmm. forth because, because emotions are not just the straightforward line. It's like ABCD. It's like AFZ 2041, you know, 9B, you know, I mean, it's just like all over the place because that's how our emotions are connected. Well, I know you wrote in here that you almost didn't keep the chapter on journaling. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really good that you did. I think journaling is deceptively simple because there, there is so much reward for such a very simple practice. And I wasn't doing it. And then I was like, I need to journal. And so I did. I've have been for the last few weeks over all this couple of weeks and <clears throat> what a difference it makes. Like, just like you were saying, uh, I didn't even, sometimes I guess I'd put the shoe on the other foot and get to that. But really for me, it was like popping the cork. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> it was like popping the cork. It was like, um, it was like just getting it out. Right. And then suddenly I didn't need to say it anymore. Right. Exactly. Well, that's the idea is it just moves the energy through. It it moves it through you and out. So, you know. What a simple tactic. It's super And that's simple. a feel better in five minutes. Journal for five minutes. Set your fucking clock. And exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 You can definitely do and that. And you're moving it through quickly. You? Yeah. You're moving it through. And then you can have more clarity about where your emotions are. Because sometimes whenever you've got all of this stuff, you know, bundled up inside, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, a uh, pinball machine in there. It's, you know, you can't really see what's going on because you've got so much emotion going on. There's, there's just so much, there's this ball of emotion. Maybe there's 
anger and and hate and sadness and despair and grief and guilt and blah, 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 blah. Big time. It's messy. It's messy. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, one of the things that I talk about in the book is just if you can't distinguish one thing from the other, you don't have to be able to do that in order to let it go. You can just say, I choose to release his emotions and anything they're attached to. I love that tactic, by the way. It's it's that's so that has helped me a lot. You Good. know, personally. Yeah. yeah. So I would encourage people to do that. Please, please continue. I'm sorry I interrupted oh, you. Oh, no, you're yes, totally fine. Yes, it was about release this and anything attached to it. Yeah, exactly. Because when you say and anything that is attached to what you're doing is you're digging just a little bit deeper below the surface rather than just chopping off the head of the weed and watching it grow back again. Yeah. You're, you're digging in a little bit deeper because everything is a network. All our emotions are a network. Energetically, it's a network or subconscious. It's a network. It doesn't make sense. You know, when you dream most of the time, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Maybe there's bits of it, but, but in general, you wake up and you try to explain what happened. You're like, wait, (laughs) it's hard to do. Right. Yeah. So whenever you dig a little bit deeper, what you're doing is you're saying, okay, I'm choosing to release anything it's attached to as well. And maybe that's linked to four or five other traumas or mm-hmm. instances where that emotion came up because vibrationally anxiety is all the same, you know, vibrationally anger is all the same or very, very similar. So when you're pulling Doesn't that- Doesn't have like a ranking of like the vibrational quality of all these things, or I feel like I've read I one think, somewhere along I the think way. so. I th- oh God, what's the guy's name? Hawkins, I think, has like vibrational. I I don't know okay. exactly who it is, but yeah, I, I mean, I know there's been a lot of work on those different kinds yeah. of things, and this is just like when I'm working with energy, I can just I can see what the vibration looks like, you know, and I'll be like, okay, what is that? And I'll hear, oh, that's anger, that's whatever it mm-hmm. is, you know. It's like, okay, we're gonna pull that string out of whatever it is, whatever it's attached to is coming out with it. It's like pulling a bunch of potatoes out of the ground. You know, if you've ever, <laughs> if you've ever planted potatoes, I, I have not I did, as a kid, you know, it's like the plants on top. And I just uh-huh. always thought it was so cool because you pop it up and it's like, whoa, there's so much underneath, yeah. you know, and there's always a lot under the surface with our emotional states because what's on top is just, just really the tip of the iceberg of what's underneath. So when you release what it's attached to as well, what you're doing is digging a little deeper over time. So when you decide to go deeper intentionally with um, whatever method you choose, I've got some ways in the book to do that. And there's lots of other different ways and therapies and, and things. A lot of that emotional charge is already taken off. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're going into that trauma or that experience, you're not having to fully experience and get immersed in it and have like a PTSD episode of like totally freaking out. You know, yeah. it just makes that a lot easier. It takes a lot of that charge out. So I, I encourage people to say, and whatever it's attached to, it's an easy thing to add on. Your subconscious it's knows so what easy. that means. Yeah. I've been doing it. Yeah. yeah. And I like it a lot. I like it. A lot. I did it today as a matter of fact. <laughs> so that's, um, that's, I I think that's great about this book. There's some really simple little things just scattered throughout there that you can intersperse with your own practices. Right. Like that, like that phrase. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know what the hell else is attached to this, but I was like, there's a lot more. Yeah. I release it, whatever is attached to it. There's always, there's always more, there's always more to release. There's always more, no matter how much you clear, there's always more, you know, because we're going to have more I don't more know if that depresses me or makes me happy. <laughs> You know, some days I feel one way about it. Some days I feel another way about it. But but it's always just just having the awareness and going, okay. And some days I take a break, you know, because I'll have 
I'll have weeks where I release every single day and I'm working on it. I'm diligent. And, then, and I'm like, you know what? I need a day off. I need a day off. I just need to like do nothing today and not worry about that. So it's important to take breaks in these practices too. It really is key because you have, your energy system has to catch up and process. And what does that mean? Um, it's kind of like whenever you take a vitamin or you go work out or something, yeah. it's like you're doing the act, right? You're taking the vitamin or you're doing the workout and then your muscles are, are breaking down. If you're doing a workout, you've got all these little micro tears. So then your body rebuilds itself, right? And you get stronger. You're a little sore, but you're, but you're stronger from it. And your energetic system does the same thing. Same. It does exactly the same thing. And usually it huh. shows up as emotions. So it'll, or you'll have weird dreams or some people just get really tired or they'll get angry or, you know, their, their emotions are go up and down. And I tell people, I'm like, that's what, that's probably what's going to happen based on the work that we did today. What I always kind of tell people, Hey, if this happens, if you feel worse after this, if you're tired, or if you feel like you're getting a little bit of a cold after my first energy session that I had, I felt like I got a little bit of a cold. It showed up in that physical way because I was releasing and moving so much energy. It's a detox. You're, you're doing a detox every time you release this. And so energy. getting really tired or whatever's it's normal. normal. It's normal. Ah, oh, that's good. You know, yeah. I recorded, uh, the podcast that's going to come out, uh, next week, my solo cast, I recorded that the other day. And, um, I was exhausted afterwards. Like it was a big push energetically for me and mm -hmm. a lot of emotion. And I just went home and I gave myself the time and space to just rest. I'm going to talk about it in my intro actually, but, um, it's interesting when it happens to you to recognize it, because I think we have a tendency to not recognize it and be like, why am I such a being lazy? You know? Right. Exactly. Framing it differently and saying, you know what? I, I need to rest now. Like if you go, if you go run six miles, you need to rest. You need to rest. So this, it's the emotional equivalent of running six miles. Exactly. <laughs> At least six miles, depending At on least. what you do. Maybe yeah. you ran a marathon. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe Ex you ran a hundred mile race. <laughs> exactly. I've worked on people and I'm like, you need to go rest after this. And though I had this woman come in one time, she's like, I'm going to work out after this. And I'm like, so you may miss your workout class. We're yeah. going to unwind you here, you know? And afterwards she's like, I don't think I've ever been this tired. And really? Like, yeah. And she goes, I'm going to go home and go to bed. I said, yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. And take a salt bath while you're at it. You mm -hmm. know, before you do that, she's like, okay, I have some salt. I was like, all right, great. You know, I've been doing a lot of that. Oh, yeah. salt baths are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love them. I always, I like to channel recipes with them and put it. Uh, I saw that. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I do. You just channel recipes. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's so great. It's so great. Yeah. It works really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> There's something very fearless about that. You know, that's really cool because I think a lot of people would listen to me and be like, okay, A, would I trust myself that I'm really hearing what I'm hearing? Right. And B, would people think I'm nuts if I say I'm channeling recipes, you know, like, and you're willing to go, yeah, I'm channeling recipes. And I, I think that's so fearless and and I think that's really cool. So. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, yeah. It's, it's taken time to get there, though. I oh, mean, I have no doubt. Oh, and when I first started, you know, I didn't really know anything about essential oils. And in most of it <clears throat> still, I mean, I channel it and I'm like, I don't know what that's for, but they're telling me to use it. It's kind of like when you look like something up on Google and it's like, this is for this. And you're like, OK, cool. You know, I mean, that's that's how my intuition works. So a lot of times people are like, oh, you read this book. I'm like, no. And they're like, well, how'd you do I just 
heard it. Like I just felt it, knew it, whatever. And it came in and there it was. That's pretty cool. But yeah. And so Mm -hmm. for, for essential oils, what I would do when I first started working with them and channeling recipes, if any of you out there are doing this or get hits to do these things and you're like, Oh, I don't know. Just, I want to. Yeah, no, totally. So <laughs> I, w- the, the biggest thing is to look it up. I like to look it up and see what it's for, uh, like energetically, emotionally, because all of them have, sure. you know, all these different components to it. And then whether it's safe for skin, like you don't want to go put 20 drops of cinnamon oil in your bath. You will regret it. Yes. Like you do not want to do that. Mm-hmm. I usually, if I'm doing a formula, like with that particular oil, it's like one or two drops. Holy basil is another one one or two drops. You don't want to do something that's like going to set you on fire. I've heard stories. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, just stuff that no, you don't, you, I always look it up and make sure. And now I kind of know, cause I've been doing it for so long, but, um, yeah, just, just being careful with it and then understanding what you're, what you're getting. Cause sometimes I'll get something. I'm like, I don't understand why that's in there. Like, Oh no, that's working with this. See, read them together. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, now I get the synergy of that. And so it's, it's really interesting whenever you start channeling and an easy way to start channeling. If you, if you feel like you're getting information, Mm -hmm. but you're not sure, um, putting, writing a question down. Like if you have a question, you're trying to figure something out in your life and you're just really struggling with it, write it down. And when you write it down, let it go. Okay. I choose to hand it over. I'm handing that question over for an answer. And you may get little hits throughout the day write them down. And then you make it a little more, write it down, write down another question, write it down. And I, that's how I started. I saw you did that. And you really just were just keeping a notebook with you and just writing random stuff down. I was, it was, I mean, and I would look it up and sometimes it would be like, oh, that's a monastery in the middle of a lake in South Africa. I'm like some random word that I've never heard before, a place that I've never heard of or a name would go look it up. And so it was really, it was an interesting path to, to start trying to trust that because then you worry, am I getting it right? And I remember so vividly going to the healer that was actually the mentor for the lady that I had my awakening with, who I was like her second client ever, by the way. And she oh. didn't know what the heck was going on with me. Poor lady. Oh, wow. And she's the sweetest. I reconnected with her a few months ago and she was like, you realize you were like my second client. Oh, I'm like, oh my God. I had no idea, you know? And oh. so it was kind of crazy. But she- do you think there was something to that? Like maybe she was like, opening you up by accident? It something? was, well, I think she was a conduit for it. She, she actually worked on my, my friend who sent me to her was her, I think her first client uh-huh. and she had had a car accident. My friend had, and she was doing a bunch of energy work and she kind of had an awakening through this process. And then I had one. And so she was just a wow. conduit for this type of energy, which what a gift, yeah. you know, but she was kind of like, I don't really understand what's going on here. Have you, have you done energy work with anybody that's had anything major like this? Um, I have two people that have had something like that go on and I've coached them through it. It wasn't as, um, I say traumatic in a way that like I had where it was, you know, I had all this crazy, like really extremely difficult and super intense. I'm such a curious person. I'm like, I want that. I want to, I want to have a Kundalini awakening. (laughs) Well, you definitely want to be as red as you possibly can before that happens because it will take you out. It will. I mean, if you have one like me, a lot of people, when they have the Kundalini awakening, it's super blissful for them and they feel wonderful. And all of this stuff happens in time. And it's, I know one other person who has my friend Clementine and she, uh, yeah, it didn't sound blissful. 
Yeah. I mean, she just did all, she showed, she, the way she demonstrated it or whatever. I was like, oh, holy crap. What's yeah. going on? It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot mm. to do. That was with. really the first time I'd heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want, can I, can I tell you something that happened to me and I want to see, get your yeah, take on it? Totally. Okay, cool. Um, cause I haven't really talked to anybody about this, but I've been wondering about it. Um, so I, uh, have been doing some ketamine therapy and, um, my second one, this was, so this was a couple weeks ago. I had a dream the night before she was like, pay attention to your dreams. So I had a dream the night before that I was at my very close friend's house and it was her and her boyfriend were there. And there was a massive snake that lived in their house and the snake came out and I was like, uh, holy shit, there's a huge snake in your house. And they were like, yeah, it just lives here. It's, it's good. You know, it's fine. And I was like, what? And the snake came out and I started measuring the snake as it went by. And, uh, it was 30 yards long by my estimation. So it's a very long snake. And, and they were not bothered by this snake at all. And I was, uh, like, I guess it just lives here and we're all cool with that, you know, and I'm going to, I was staying with them or whatever. So I was like, I'm staying in this house. So, all right. Well, anyway, um, so that was my dream. And then as I was in my, uh, ketamine experience, I had a lot of other visions go on with it, but one of my visions was I have had a thing where I pictured my solar plexus chakra in a box and I would have to kind of clean off the box if it got gunk on it or something. And all of a sudden there was no box anymore. Mm. And then as I was in my um, experience, I saw my chakras as little balls and they cracked open and like cracked open like little balls and they worked their way up. And, uh, and I was like, well, that's weird. And so I felt it and watched it. And so anyway, um, she said that this dream about the snake was a Kundalini energy and there was a male and female in the house and it was like my male and female energy. And, um, and that I was more open to accepting that there it was. And, um, anyway, I didn't tell her about the chakras, but I was just curious what your take was on that. Yeah. I agree with her on that. Um, on that interpretation of the dream for sure. Like, really? Yeah. And it's because you were, you know, they, they didn't have fear of it. Right. No, not at like, all. Yeah, it's a cool. No, they were snake. like, it it's, comes out sometimes. It's, like, it's all good. Whatever. Yeah, it comes out sometimes. I mean, that's what Kundalini does. <laughs> like sometimes it's like, hey, here we are. You know, and so what the what I heard when you were talking about your solar plexus and there wasn't a boxer anymore. It's like you've given yourself permission to feel. That's this so ex- interesting because that's where our intuition lives. Yeah. And it, it's funny how I kept finding mine boxed up. And then suddenly I was like, there's no box there. there the box is gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This experience, this experience you've been having over the past few weeks has taken the box off. Cause you're like, I have to feel really my has. way through this. I have to experience my life to the fullest. And I can't do that with it in a box. And so you just, you, those got cracked open. So you're, yeah. you know, your chakra, I wouldn't be surprised if you're more psychic, if you're, you have like your intuition is increased over the past few weeks, you're probably a lot more sensitive. Yeah. You know, it's hard, maybe harder to be around people a little bit, you get a little tired, you know, that kind of stuff. That's I've been really- laying very low. Yeah. 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 In fact, I almost called you one day, like, cause we met to pre talk about this, mm-hmm. I guess what Friday or something. And, and you gave me the book and, uh, and then 
you know, just over the weekend, I was like, should I call her and do some sort of energy work or something? And then I was like, I'll tell her the dream. But I felt like maybe, you know, it's just, it's just an interesting journey. And I figured, I guess it'll happen when I'm ready. But, um, yeah, I do feel like that. And I have been tired and I have been laying low, but I've just been giving myself the grace and the space to do that. It's definitely key whenever you're going through energetic shifts. I'm I'm going through some right now myself. And so I've been kind of like extra sleep, extra rest, you know, I'm cutting and that's part of the scheduling issue or I say yeah. issue thing yeah. that I'm doing for myself, really self-care. It you is know? self-care actually. Putting those boundaries in place is huge self-care. Mm-hmm. I even had a friend reach out today and she was like, Oh, let's, let's go get a bite to eat, blah, blah, blah. And I had to really sit with it because I wanted to say yes, but I was like, I'm not really eating out right now. And I'm, I don't really want to do that. It's not about her. Right. You know? Right. Right. And so, yeah, I did. I just owned that. Yeah. And you, you've got to, you've got to take care of yourself in that space. The more you take care of yourself in that space, the more gracefully you're going to be able to move through it. And the more space you have to have, you know, I mean, when you're going through these things, sometimes you have you just have spells that wash over you and you have to cry or you have to, you have to get emotions out. And if you're staying too busy for that stuff to happen, it takes longer. The process takes longer. And so you definitely want to give yourself that space and time whenever possible. And it's hard when you're, when you're busy or you have little kids or, you know, I've been through that and it's just like, geez, you know, I mean, it's the little pockets of time that you're allowed. But one of the things that you can do that's interesting is you can actually, instruct your guides, instruct your energy system. Like I'll, I'll say, okay, I'll I'll ask people, like, if I know they're going to process something really heavy, I'll say, okay, we're going to do the work now and we're going to put it in a bit of a box and tell me, or your guides are just set the intention. You can write it down. This is the time that I want to process this. Nice. And you can schedule (laughs) on your calendar that, that kind of breakdown or that time. And And most of the time it works, you know, unless you're just really, you know, kind of too tense for that to happen. But you say, okay, you know, between eight and eight 30 or eight, eight and eight 45, whatever I'm going to, okay. I want that energy to come in and I want to be able to process this emotional, you know, work that I need to do. And you can, you can cry, scream, you can lay down, breathe heavy, whatever you need to do uh, to get through it. And so you can actually schedule that kind of in your energy system. Uh, to do that. So well, there's a lot to be said for <clears throat> really just allowing your brain to be set up. Like, just like you were saying earlier, like you are mentally prepared. And so you're mentally prepared in that moment. Exactly. You're speaking to my like Virgo planning heart right there. Too, <laughs> you're though. Virgo. Yes. Oh, <clears throat> what are you? When is your birthday? August 26th. Oh, okay. So I'm February 3rd. So okay. in Vedic astrology, I'm a Capricorn. And in Western astrology, I'm an Aquarius. Oh, yeah. So I'm a little bit of what am I? A I, bit of both. I mean, you're I'm, you're I'm right on the you're right on yeah I'm you're on right on the cusp of Leo Leo Virgo yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I do have some Leo tendencies. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Huh. Mine's Leo rising. So. I am um, Moon in Pisces. I have and Pisces Libra moon. rising. Wow. So mm-hmm. wow, I have Pisces Moon as well. Yeah. So. I don't know enough about it. I think I, we were we touched on this the other day. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. It is a lot. I was talking to someone earlier and she was kind of rattling off all the stuff because she's an astrologer. And I was like, oh, you're like, okay. slow way down. It's like, this means this, this means this, this means this. And I'm like, okay. You know, I like, it's just, I don't know why I've just never been drawn to dive into that fully. But I mean, astrology has really saved my bacon a few times as far as 
okay, I'm not crazy. The stuff's going on in my life is in my chart. It was going to happen regardless. It's like, this was the plot of my movie. It's just the characters and the situations and all of that stuff that showed up could have gone 10 different ways, you know? Mm -hmm. And so astrology is really, it, it can be actually really comforting sometimes to know if you're going through something difficult that that was supposed to happen. It wasn't like you did something wrong or made a mistake or well, I just believe know. that in general. Yeah. I and really do. I don't really believe in mistakes. I don't either. And I believe that, you know, it's all just happening the way it's supposed to. And exactly. I take comfort in that. It, yeah, yeah. And it's a big comfort if you can get to that place. I mean, some people will stay in the, why me? Why? You know, and it's, it's like, a practice. It's a practice. I want to tell everybody it's a practice. It is a For practice. Me, anyway, it's, it's a practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I definitely haven't always thought that way, you know, right. in my life, but I do now. And I, I remember, um, just something funny we, we had going on that everything that happens, like my husband and I are like, huh. You know, that's interesting. And we went to pull pull something out of the refrigerator and it almost pulled the shelf out. It was like a big thing of salmon. Uh-huh. I went to pull it out. He's like, oh, you know, he pushed the shelf back in. And later he was just talking and he went like this, and the whole shelf came out, <laughs> broke on the floor. It wow. wasn't just like laying there. It was like because it was cold. It was like the glass was like popping like popcorn on the floor. And we were just standing there staring at it. We're like, huh. Didn't react. We're like, oh crap, the, the shelf broke and we're renting this place. And now we mm -hmm. have to replace the shelf. I mean, there was no thought of that whatsoever. It was all like, wonder why that happened. Well, let's go look up breaking glass. Okay. You know, I mean, it's like, we have been through so much yeah. stuff that it's like, that was nothing, you know, and they replaced it for free at, at mm -hmm. the place we were staying. It was fine, but it was just, it was just funny. Cause it was like a, like the anti-reaction. It's like, wow, what does this mean universally for us? Okay. Our life is about to change. That's so wonderful. You know, it was just funny. I mean, it's yeah. just, yeah. So when you get to that, like ultimate place of of releasing or something happens and you don't go into the, that space of worry and freak out and you just go, Oh, huh. I wonder what this is about. And you sit with it. It's a lot easier to get through those life situations, you know, regardless of what they are. And it, and it goes back to what we were talking about, about your guides always showing you something. Mm -hmm. If you just, if you just sit right here. Yeah. And have yeah. a look around. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you just sit with it, you know, we, like I said, we want to, want to go and we do figure it out. Da, 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 and it's like, no, just be, just, just be, just be. I know that's the trick. Easier said than done. Sometimes I have a question I want to ask you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, this is a bigger question. Uh, so you asked, you mentioned, you know, when you first had the awakening and everything felt like you had old traumas coming up, you had uh, connections with other spaces and all that. So what do you think about like the real nature of time? <laughs> That's a good question. So I believe that it's really a construct of humanity mm -hmm. to function in our world. Um, I don't feel like time is really something that is I say real is a, you know, that's the best word I can use, I guess. It, it's something we've put in place to create structure for our lives. Sure. Cause I mean, you know, it's like, what, what else would you say? Oh, when the Robin comes and sits on my porch, I will meet you for lunch. You know I mean? Nobody mm -hmm. talks like that, you know, and we have to have in on this planet because it's so 
you know, the energy's so dense and we have all of these things going on. It's like we had to have some form of structure. And I don't feel like time's linear. You know, I really don't feel like time's linear. That's if, what I, I want to know. If we do you think in, time's linear? Do you think everything's happening at once? Like, what do you think? That... Time definitely, I got a different perception of it whenever I went through my awakening because I was experiencing all these different things kind of at the same time. I was experiencing, had past life experiences that would come in and be very, very real, extremely vivid. I had, like, I was very aware that different people that I had in this lifetime were in different lifetimes with me and we had different relationships. And I'm like, oh, that's why I feel that way about that person. It's soul memory because soul memory is a thing. It's a thing. I mean, and it can be super confusing, you know, when you kind of, you know, maybe you have feelings for somebody and you're like, why am I drawn to this person when there's all this toxicity or there's all these things? And why, why do I keep feeling like there's this connection? A lot of times it's soul memory that your, your heart doesn't forget, you know, your soul doesn't forget that person. You, maybe you had a wonderful relationship in another lifetime, or sometimes you meet somebody who's, I don't like them. Yeah. I just don't. Why don't you? I don't know. I just don't. (laughs) Your soul memory is like. Exactly. That person betrayed me. Exactly. (laughs) They stabbed me or they did this or they did that, you know, whatever. And so it's we have that, too. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Or I've had where mothers and daughters will come in and I'll say, well, you know, I'll tell the daughter. I'm like, well, you used to be her mother. And the mother's like, well, she's always trying to tell me what to do. And I'm like, yeah, it's soul memory. I have a friend actually who has had that happen. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's your client. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting, but it happens. It happens a lot. And then, you know, you get into etheric cords, connections between people and different things like that, that are from different lifetimes that have to be transmuted. I mean, it kind of goes into a bunch of things. So time is one of those things that, you know, the soul doesn't really experience linearly either. And so as we're going through our experiences, sometimes we'll have you know, rushes of emotion or we'll be somewhere sometimes and we will have like, we're like, I remember this place. And maybe it's not exactly deja vu, but it's like, I'm really like. Like a soul memory. Yeah, it's a soul memory. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've had that a few times where I I was looking at this picture one time on the internet of these mountains and I just started crying and I'm like, I was immediately felt homesick. And I was like, what is that? And so I went and like dug for the caption underneath. And it was like, Tibet. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because I was told that I was a monk in Tibet at one point. Really? Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay. That makes sense. You Have know? you done like Akashic Records and stuff like that? Yeah, I do Akashic I Records it. work. You do it. Yeah, oh. I do it. And it's it's interesting because um, I've done some lately that's been really interesting because, you know, while Akashic records are, there's contracts in there, there's soul contracts. You have contracts with every single person you run into in your life, you know? Um, what does that mean? So does it mean that it has to be fulfilled? I mean, not, says who? not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So there's different, there's, there's different levels of contracts. And sometimes you have a contract with the waitress when you said, thank you, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, even those little bitty interactions, you have all these contracts with people. And sometimes the contracts are old and they're just kind of hanging around and need to be cleared, you know? So when I go in and do, do Akashic record work, I'll, I'll ask them like, is this contract over? You know, does it need to be changed? Can we write something else into it to kind of shift it? You know? And so sometimes there's allowances there, or sometimes I had a session a few weeks ago where I'm like, okay, we thought like I've been told these things were going to happen. And so I shared these with, with my client and, um, 
And he goes, the, the Akashic Records keeper goes, he goes, or we could turn the page. I'm like, oh, you jerk. I'm like, you, why didn't you tell me that there were these? He's like, well, it wasn't time to know yet. You know, so it's like as you're working through these um, energetic spaces, sometimes it's they really hold it in a need to know basis. Uh-huh. And you're guided down a certain path because you need to have certain experiences and your soul needs to do certain things because the soul doesn't look at anything as good or bad. It's just experience. So that's another thing that's really hard for us as humans to understand because we we thrive in polarity, you know, to understand the world, right? We put yeah. everything in a bucket or a box. And so when you're going through these experiences- We like to label it to make sense of it. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just- psychologically, you know, if everything was just kind of scattered all over the place, we would, we would really struggle. So we, we make judgments and we put things in boxes and it's just easier for us to function that way. But when you get into the spiritual realms, it's kind of like, well, it looks like this now, but tomorrow it may be like this, you know? And so when I'm doing a reading for someone, what I tell them is this is a snapshot. It's like a blood test. Okay. So if you get a blood test today and you eat something different tomorrow, your blood test may may run differently. It may look differently. If you take a certain medication or something like that, it can influence that. And energy is the same way. If you make a decision or a choice, it can actually change what's going to happen tomorrow. Does it change the giant overall plan? Most of the time it doesn't. Most of the time it's pretty nuanced, but we have these different tracks we can go down in our life. And so when you read Akashic records or you get a reading or you do energy work, like it's all malleable all the time. So you don't really subscribe to the belief that there's a bunch of different realities that are constantly splitting off with every decision or? Um, I kind of do. Because I, I, you know, I've been shown things like that, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, right now we're living this experience and then over here this is happening. So it's like parallel realities and universes and stuff like that. I've been told they're they're real. And some of the oh, yeah? sometimes I get into those energies with people, like if they're really struggling with something, I'm like, OK, guys, what do we do here? You know, cause sometimes I ask my guides, I'm like, OK, I've tried everything you've told me to try. What else do we need to go? Oh, you need to pull some some information from this reality. They need this energy of this particular thing. I'm like, okay, so we'll pull that in, you know, but it's like, it's, it's kind of rare that we go there because most of the time it's pretty, it's pretty laid out and straightforward, but every now and then, especially if I get somebody that's really sensitive, usually that happens when I have somebody that has like, um, spectrum disorder or they're just a highly sensitive person or they're like, and you get into like things like hybrid souls and like people that are like, I'm not from this planet. You're like, mm, yeah, it looks like it. You know, we'll see. What, you know? Yeah, it looks like you're not. Yeah, I mean, it's like your their huh. energy is so different. You meet somebody and you're just like, they are really weird. Like what what is going on with that person? And it's a lot of times they're just not they're energetically not synced up with this place. And so, you know, you have to bring in other energy to get them to get them feeling like they can function here and be okay. Cause sometimes that integration just doesn't happen smoothly. And so we have to bring that in, but that's like, it's, it's where it's where you have to go there. But I mean, now we're getting off into woo, but, um, I but don't yeah, care. yeah, no, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to talk about. Yeah. I, I don't talk is. about it super often. Uh, I think this first podcast I've talked about it on. So it's kind of, I like that kind of thing. Yeah. I love, I love just, I don't know. I majored in philosophy. I'm like, let's talk about, yeah. What the hell's actually going on? But I'm actually still very pragmatic and very practical, you know, and right. accepting like, well, here we are. So what are we going to do with it? Exactly. Exactly. And that's key, really, when you talk about spiritual things and, you know, people are like, oh, I meditate all the time. I'm like, but what are you doing? 
you know, are, are you, are you functioning in your life? Like, are you moving forward? Are you, what are you, what are you doing? You know, they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't know, but they're so ungrounded. Cause sometimes when people, when people meditate, they're just pulling an energy from the top and they're not grounding the energy all the way down. And when you don't do that, you tend to get really spacey and you're just kind of like, Oh, everything's great. You know? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, your electricity got shut off. Yeah, I didn't pay the bill. You know, I mean, it's like people get really yeah. spaced out. And so it's really important when I tell people, if you're going to meditate, that's awesome because meditation is fantastic. I mean, it can help you get calm. It can help you get clear. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. It's, How it's, much do you meditate? Um, a couple times a week, probably oh, okay. sometimes more than others. It just depends on what I have going on. You know, if I'm guided to meditate or feel, usually it involves clearing my energy out, just really getting in, doing a deep dive and just really going through my energy system and clearing it out. My chakras and my channels and all that good stuff, just because things get in there and get congested and I mm-hmm. feel a little bit off or something. So I do that, but I do encourage people to really ground their energy, really envision roots going into the ground from your feet you know, since I read that now we're coming back full circle to the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Since I mean, I've done that plenty of times in my meditations, but I made a concerted effort because you were like effortlessly command your life. And I was like, well, if, if grounding is going to do that. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I feel pretty grounded overall, but I went ahead and, and did that, you know, and usually I meditate on the second floor of my house, which is, you know, a little, weird because sometimes it's not as easy to feel so grounded. Cause like, right. I'll imagine the roots going down, but I just go with it. And, um, it's been a good exercise for me for sure. Just yeah. to incorporate that more into my meditations because yeah. of this. So then I don't think we finished the thought of why it effortlessly commands your life. Well, one of the things that people really struggle with when they're going through a lot, especially if they have high anxiety, people tend to be, they pull their roots up. They're not grounded. And so trying to go around and get things done in life, you know, they'll leave their keys in the freezer looking for their sunglasses that are on top of their head, you know, like absent-minded. Yeah. Totally absent-minded, frantic, running around in a circle, not really getting anything done. I, when I, I know when I was in my twenties, I worked with this girl that was really grounded. She was the uh, front office, this medical front office that I worked in. And I was uh-huh. kind of to the side and she was so calm and so collected all the time. And she was doing this and she was doing that, you know, and she, she had 10 things going on, but she was super chill about it. And I was not a grounded person in my twenties and she quit. And I was like, I can do that. I can do her job. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was, I, I ended up yelling at a patient on the phone. Cause I was like, answered it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is such a test, blah, blah, blah. you know, and people just looked at me and I was like, oh, well, I need to calm down. Like, I was like, I need a break, mm-hmm. you know, because we tend to just pull those roots up and run around because we think, well, if we're grounded, then we're not going to get anything done. Right. It's, it, but it's actually counterintuitive. Like, you know, one of those things we talked about, you want to sink your roots in deep because otherwise you're just kind of like a live wire. It's like you're flopping around in the breeze and anything can blow you over because, you know, if you think of yourself as a tree, I mean, what's going to happen if the tree doesn't have roots going into the ground, it's going to fall over. It's not going to take much for that to happen. Yeah. So that's with people too, you know? So the more you ground into the ground, you're going to have more clarity, focus, your presence. Yeah. Presence. Yeah. You're going to be calmer and just be able to function better. So that's where the 
the chapter cool. title came from is yeah. it's like it's easier to have a command. Like, I mean, you think about I think I re- mentioned three people in that chapter. You know, you look at like Oprah Winfrey. She's very grounded. Mm-hmm. She has a commanding presence about her. Right. And Charlize Theron, very commanding presence. Mm-hmm. Deepak Chopra, you know, they're all just like a force of nature. And one of the reasons that they're that way is because they're so grounded. They're calm. They're direct. You know, you know kind of what to expect out of their their energy and their mouth. Even if it's like this amazingly profound thing, it it feels kind of predictable and like, you know, you're steady. Yeah, mm-hmm. steady. Exactly. Yeah. So so that's, you know, being grounded really does allow you to have a command, not only in your life as far as what you're getting done, but just in your relationships. Mm-hmm. And when you're like, if you go in for a job interview and you're ungrounded, the chance of you getting that job are pretty low. Yeah. Really. I mean, if you're like, oh, I did this, blah, 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 you know, and you're talking a million miles an hour and you're here and you're there and they're like, okay, next <laughs> question, you know? But uh-huh. if you say, this is what I've done. This is what I can do for you. Tell me more about this position. This is how I think it could help your company. Very different energy, you know, because you're grounded. And that goes with anything. In when you're talking to your partner, if you're upset, you know, the more grounded you are, the more you're going to be able to deliver that point. And like, you know, you writing that letter, it allowed you to get that energy out that was causing you to not be in a super grounded place. And you were able to settle in mm-hmm. and then deliver the point in a way that was received well because you were calmer. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I was. My blood pressure was pretty high. <laughs> I, I could imagine. I could imagine. But, but I'm I mean, shaking a little bit. I understand. I was like, oh, hello, anger. Yeah. Uh, but I, you're right. I did deliver it a little more clearly than I would have otherwise. Um, but then I was, I was going downstairs. I was going to get some work done before coming here today. And then I was like, I did not meditate. And then I just sat down and I spent about 10 minutes and I did, I did just think about grounding. You know, I just, I just did a really simple visualization, like you said, of just roots going into the ground, which I've done for quite some time off and on. And I think that, you know, even with what you're saying, like, okay, you'll be able to be more focused and all those things, like in the Mm -hmm. job interview, I would encourage people to just keep it simple and, you know, and just imagine those roots and just trust that it's going to pay off. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and it's, it's a, it's definitely a practice as well because, you know, if you're inherently ungrounded and you tend to pull up your roots and run around and and get frantic, you know, it's, it's a habit like anything else. So you, you know, you constantly have to be like, okay, I'm choosing to ground. Like, okay, oh, I'm going into that space. Okay. I choose to ground. And you just, you can even take a deep breath and kind of push those roots into the ground. And then you'll feel that energy kind of come down through you once you get used to that. Some people are more sensitive than others. Yeah. But you'll you'll start to feel calmer in general, usually. And then you can actually breathe up through those roots. Imagine Ooh, taking okay. a breath, breathing up through those roots and breathing that energy into your body. And then you can add another layer if you want after you've done the basic couple of things and if you have color that you're working with, saying you're trying to get more confidence, okay? Mm-hmm. If you don't have a lot of anger going on, uh, having red below the roots and breathing up red through your roots actually creates this grounded element with the color. And then it just, it really can permeate your cool. system in this really grounded way. So, but if you've got anger, then blue is a good one to pull up, you know, through mm-hmm. there and just 
into your system. So it's, Love it. it's a really, Ooh, that's cool. Kind of a unique thing to, uh, yes. to do that can really help and just add another element of, of work for yourself. So. Which you do have a ton about color on here, which mm-hmm. I've been on a purple kick. I and love your so shirt. I am my nails and I've just, I've just been purple. Intuition. So intuition is it yeah it's cool. it's intuition it's knowingness it's wisdom mm-hmm. it's courage it's just all those things so Good. you're tapping in it's i am awesome. i am and i'm just gonna go with it um this has been beautiful beautiful um so let's see how we want to do this i well first of all too i just i do want to pe- encourage people to get your book it's very thorough but people can, and, and there's, you know, sections on all sorts of tools that you can use and stuff. Some of my favorite things though, are like what we just talked about. Very simple practices, like breathing, grounding, like things that you can do mm-hmm. so easily with nothing, nothing else special except you, right? You are the tool, right? Which I love. Exactly. Um, so I would encourage people to pick up this book though. I, I, I like it as a reference book because you've got really great references to, chakras to, like I said, all sorts of tools here. I just flipped open to what angel handles what. And so, you know, I don't even know how to use that exactly, but, um, but you, you really give people some great, uh, options and a great information system. So very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking two different things. One, I want to, you know, open it up to you, to your heart with whatever maybe we missed or whatever you'd like to share as we start to wrap up. But I was also going to see if, you know, you wanted to just do some sort of five minute thing for everyone who's listening. Sure. And for me. So which order would you like to do that in? Let's see. So... I'm tapping in a little. Yeah, good. No, tap <laughs> in all the way. Go all the way, Amanda. <laughs> and uh, so what we're going to do is um, first. Stretching and, out. I'm oh, stretching out. Good. Getting okay. ready. Getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> so the message that um, is coming to me is really take your time. Take your time with your practice. Take your time with your life and allow yourself the space to relax. Because right now it's frantic. People are getting back to the routines, which can feel good, but it can also feel like, wow, I'm back in the right race again. Oh, I'm not taking time. And there's a lot of unique astrological alignments right now. A lot of people are struggling in relationships and stuff. I mean, that's like in the in the cards uh, for for people. And so it's tricky. You know, it's it's tricky to kind of navigate those spaces. So just really taking the time, extra rest self-care very very key right now very key good i like that take the time Mm -hmm. um i mean obviously it speaks to me (laughs) i'm giving myself the time it's perfect and it's been interesting to get stronger at just saying no Mm -hmm. to what aligns and what i know i need rather than pleasing other people and doing things that feel out of alignment Right. Exactly. And that's really the key because most people aren't going to throw a fit if you say no. I mean, no, and if they do, they're not your people. <laughs> that's a whole nother thing, <laughs> whole nother conversation. But, but yeah, I think we're amazed when we do say no, the reaction we get most of the time, like, oh, okay, well just let me know when it's good. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what, what, you know, yeah. you're not upset. You don't yeah. take it personally. Or no. I'm like, can we go for a walk or something, right. you know, and that right. feels good to me right now. Right. I know I saw a meme 
that said something like, uh, you know, we say when um, one door closes, another door opens or something like that. Right. But it was like, but if you have to really bang at the door, it's not your door. If you have to beg for the door to open, it's not your door. If, you know, it was it's like true. this little list of things that I was like, huh, yeah. If it's locked and you're having to go pick it with something, not your not door. Not your door. Not your door. No. It's tricky. But that I love, I love memes. Really Me too. <laughs> Me too. Well, so if we were just going to spend five minutes and give people a tool that they can reference back to right now, what might, what might that be if we were just, if you were just going to guide something for five minutes? All right. So I'm going to participate. Okay. I'm going to sit here and do it. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So we're going to envision light dripping down okay, from the ceiling. Eyes. Okay. Light. Okay. Yeah. Light. And your crown chakra is going to open up like a beautiful flower. And as that happens, the water is going to drip down through and it's going to start opening up your main channel. And then the light's going to start spreading to the rest of your head. And you're going to feel it in your crown area. And then it's going to go down to your third eye and start to open up and nourish your third eye on the front of your head and the back. And then it's going to drip down more. More light's going to start streaming in. And it's going to come to your throat chakra. And take a deep breath and breathe that light in. And watch your throat chakra open up on the front and the back of your throat. And as that hydrates with light, that chakra is going to balance and all of the other ones above that are going to balance as well. And then you're going to take another deep breath and it's going to bring the light down further into your heart chakra. Any emotions that you feel that come up that are contrary to love and peace and happiness, just breathe those out. Let those go. You don't have to hold on to them. It's going to open your heart chakra up. You're going to take a deep breath and you're going to breathe in again. That's going to go down to your solar plexus chakra. And the hydration is going to keep happening in those chakras with light above that. Then it's just going to really open up that solar plexus chakra and it's going to burn away any energy in there that needs to be taken out, just going to gently remove it out of your energy system, out of your aura. Relax into that. That's going to be the chakra on the front and the back, your solar plexus. And take another deep breath in, and we're going to pull energy down into your sacral chakra. And if this chakra needs to be rebalanced and the sides of it brought in, which is very common with the chakra because we tend to overgive and not accept thanks and gratitude, we tend to push it away. This is something that's important as we move through life is to really bring balance and gratitude to ourselves in self-care. 
and from others. So we're gonna hydrate the front of that chakra and the back. And then take another deep breath in and push down to the root chakra, the safety and security in this world. Gonna open up the main channel now completely so that all of the chakras are getting nourished with the lights that's coming down through. And as that root chakra gets hydrated, you feel safe, secure, strong, confident. And take another deep breath in and the light is going to go down to our knees. There's chakras on the back of your knees. These are about moving forward. Oftentimes people bang their knees on things or struggle with um, pain in their knees when they're not moving forward in life, something that their soul is telling them to do that they're resisting. Going to hydrate those chakras and take another breath in and push it all the way into the ground, into your roots, hydrating your foot chakras and those roots. I'm going to sit with this energy for a moment. Take a deep breath and be sure you expand that light all the way out into your energy field, all the way into your aura on every side. And then one more breath in, breathe up through your roots, into your whole body, all the way up to your crown. And then take a breath out. You can take another couple of deep breaths in if you'd like. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes. I feel buzzing. Everything looks very light. Like very, like there's like a, a little, I see this sometimes. Like when I'm really focused and having things come through, I see like a, it's not like a haze. It's just a light. Yeah. Do you get that ever? Yeah, yeah. It's like everything looks just a little bit different. Yeah. It's like you're looking through a little bit of a, yeah. a lens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I've got right now. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That was beautiful. <gasps> Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I hope everyone, you know, if you didn't have time to practice that, I hope you do sometime. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. So glad you did. And I'm so glad you were here and the way that you showed up and spoke today. Um, really beautiful. I'm so happy to be able to share all your wisdom and your message. And thank you for the gift of this book too. You're welcome. And, and, um, and just the gift of meeting you. Thank you so much, Amanda. And you've also got a magazine that you're working on too. And I would like to share, you know, with everybody how they can, how they can get all your offerings. Okay. Yeah. So my website is amandahainline.com mm -hmm. and, and I'll have links in the show notes. So uh, everyone can just click there. Okay, great. 
And then I have my book that's Feel Better in Five Minutes, an empowering guide to gain control over your emotions. Yes. And that's on Amazon sure and Barnes is. and Noble. I do have links on my website for that. So I was trying to get it. There it is. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's tricky. Yes. <laughs> I know. Everything's backwards. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that that can be found directly on Amazon, Barnes and Noble or on my website. We've got links on there for that. And then the magazine is Sara Magazine. People are like, it's spelled Sarah. I'm like, well, it, it's Sara, which is means essence. So it's taking you back to your essence, everything that takes you back to that. So you know, so all kinds of self-care in there, energy work, articles, you know. I enjoyed it. I like read that. the whole thing. Oh, yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. yeah. That was our first like issue. And so now we're coming out with the Christmas issue in like a week or so. Awesome. I think so. Yeah. Will it be excited. something every quarter or? Um, we're doing it every two months right okay. now. And we're actually looking for contributors. So cool. if you want to contribute, me, yeah, yeah, you let me know. <laughs> absolutely. That'd be awesome. Yeah. We're, yes. we're looking for people to to start really contributing to the magazine. And and we're just we're just kind of holding it open ended to see where things go with, with it. And we want to add more to it as time goes by. Of so course. Grow. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I have a product line that's going going to be coming out early next year. We're hoping before Christmas, but you know, things as they've been, uh, it's been a little tricky. So that's for like younger, uh, the younger crowd, like 16 to 26 or so. Uh, it's called Zen vibes and it's like essential oil rollers and wallets and, uh, just different things like that diffuser blends and it's all channeled. So that's so cool. It's yeah, it's really it's been really fun. It's been really fun project to to get to figure all that stuff out. And I have a wonderful consultant that's been helping me with that. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. And then hopefully next year I'll be doing a podcast at some point. But awesome. Yeah. I don't know when that is yet, but you know, I mean that's right. You were coming to Hot Pie today to kind of take a look around. Yeah, just kind of check it out. See what's going on. Yeah. 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 Oh, good. Well, is there anything else that we missed that you need to add before we go? Uh, There's not anything I can think. Of. Oh, other than uh, I do have a Facebook group uh, that's called Daily Energy. Is it like free to? Yeah, join? it's free. It's free to join. You know, um, we just ask a couple of questions, and then yeah, people come in there. I do Facebook lives every couple of weeks cool. right now, so it's it's fun. It's been fun to kind of have that uh, platform grow and 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 watch that all. And I'm on Instagram at AK Hainline. There's another yes. Amanda Hainline out there. So, you know, she got there first, but uh, that's okay. But it's, there's uh, another Amy Edwards too. Oh yeah. I imagine. I imagine. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> there's oh. lots. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So yeah, it's uh, AK Hainline on Instagram. So yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's been a fun journey to, to start putting everything out there. And I just encourage everybody to enjoy your journey you know, really enjoy your journey and embrace it and don't judge yourself for what you're feeling. Just you, you're just empower yourself to let those emotions go if they're not serving you anymore. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. I so enjoyed this talk today. I hope you did too. Thank you. It was so much fun and I just got so much out of it. So Thank you so much. And and I will put everything in the show notes so people can find you very easily. And I just wish you so much continued success. And I'm excited to see what this all grows into. So thank you. Amanda. Thank you. Thank you so much to Amanda for being here today. I loved that conversation. I can't wait to listen back to it because I feel like there was so much in there and so many little takeaways that we can all 
benefit from in, in the moment, like just stepping into our breath, just simple grounding. I liked that envisioning too that she did where we ground with our roots and imagine the color breathing in through our roots and breathing into us. I'm going to use that. Really cool. I love learning really, really simple things that we can remember. If it gets too complicated, it's just confusing. You know what I mean? So anyway, if that, I, I really hope that that spoke to you. If there was something you really liked, please leave it in the reviews. I would love to read that and know what you thought. Uh, our week's affirmation is I am open to what presents. I'm open to what presents. And that spoke to me just because of what we were talking about with the spirit guides, where I feel like I want to know, I want to know, you know, <laughs> and you have to just sit back and relax a bit, like she said, and just be. And then it presents. You can't grab that ether. Just stay open to what presents. There's a true detachment and letting go in that, isn't there? And maybe you're open to the stuff that presented today. Maybe you're open to the pleasure practice that I talked about in the intro. Maybe you're open to what presents. I'm open to what presents. I like that. Feels good. Thank you for being open to this today. Thank you for being here today. I had a fucking blast. Thank you to Hot Pie. Thank you, Alyssa, our producer. Um, remember that you can always reach out to me if you've got something to say. If you've got a question, I'm all ears. Amy at amyedwards.com. You can find me online too at Real Amy Edwards on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. It's the Amy Edwards Show. I'm getting better about that. I really am. And she kind of inspired me. I like, I need to get on top of the Facebook group. So let's, let's do that. Um, also I'm at the magic babe on TikTok, which is its own little universe. <laughs> um, and I'm working on making some more free offerings as well. So those will be on my website, amyedwards.com. Um, just thank you so much for being here. Subscribe follow, rate, review, all those things matter, make a difference in our world of podcasting and help the show grow. And I am so, so grateful and so happy you're here. Uh, share it with a friend too, if you feel called. If you thought, if anybody popped in your head today, oh, this is one where if somebody popped in your head, there are spirit guides telling you something. For sure. For sure. I had a couple people pop in my head actually. So, um, so if you get this from me, <laughs> you know, um, anyway, and I'm just, I'm just grateful you were here. There's a reason for all that. No mistakes. So thank you so much. Uh, new episodes out every single Thursday. So subscribe or follow wherever you listen. And, um, I just wish you well to stay open stay open to what presents i'm open to what presents here's wishing you just all the good stuff throughout as we wrap up this year or maybe you're listening in the new year wishing you all the good stuff peace and health and wealth and love and abundance and pleasure and higher vibing all around till next time Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this show, please rate and review. It totally matters. And I encourage you to spread the love too and share this episode with a friend if you feel called.